the podcast The Matrix is a system, listener. One that's based on experience, skill sets, and you. There are other hosts, but what I'm telling you is that when it's time to dodge the billing bullets for hosting your entire podcast library online, you won't need to. Plug into the real-world podcast hosting solution now at podcastermatrix.com. That's podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays video series with your host and my husband and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. First off, I want to thank my wife who's sitting to my right here. She is uh, helping out as usual and and making this uh, a much better event for everybody so I can just stand here and talk and uh, blather on as it were. But uh, (laughs) uh, today we're going to uh, get into the third part of our five-part series on developing a business plan. And this is going to take us all the way up to September 15th, uh, will be number five. And uh, so here's the deal. We've This is part three. So we've had one and two. One was getting started. Um, two was defining the people. And so from here, so we're kind of at, at the hump day here, so to speak. We're, we're in the middle one. And and we're going to keep moving ahead each week. And but I don't expect you to actually have you know your actual plan done in, in a five week period. So, um, you know what what I would suggest doing is is kind of going through and putting those small homework pieces together that we do at the end. Um, you know, doing those things and then coming back and filling in. Now, if that's not the way your brain works, that's totally fine. You can this is recorded, great for everybody, so you can come back and and do it again later. And and our um, piece that we've opened up to everybody where you can interact with us afterwards and send us the homework pieces and get feedback and also um, great part for us and, and appreciate anything you guys have back for us is we're developing a new business plan ourselves and uh, so we're kind of going okay here's what you guys here's what we think of what you sent us now here's our part so that way you can see kind of from both ends and 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 it, I think hopefully it helps you make some of those decisions and, and think through this process. And because this should be fun and exciting. You know, I, I, I was sitting there talking to my wife a little bit earlier this morning about all this. And, and it just I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm amped about this. I'm so excited that I'm, it's kind of all we talk about. I'm sure she's getting tired of it, actually. But, uh, you know, but she gets the same sense, that same feeling. And, you know, she's not as, as in deep as I am on this stuff. But she gets passionate about these things, too. I mean, we spent probably, uh, I don't know, last night a good two hours just talking a little bit about our job descriptions and things like that. So, you know, that's the whole point to me on on doing this. Get yourself excited about it. Think about the pieces in between point A and point B, but have that excitement of, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm creating this. This is fun. This is, you know, it shouldn't be this, oh, my God. a wall that you're faced with. This should be a fun process. There's no right, you know, I've had some interactions with folks where they said, well, I'm thinking this or this or this. And my response has been, this is, there's no right or wrong answer. That's the best part about this. Because even if you actually get it quote unquote wrong, you just are able to pivot, but you've thought about all of the possibilities in between by doing this business plan. And that's what makes it so valuable. It's again, it's not this polished piece that you have to have wire bound and, and handed out. 
this is an actual working document that is just supposed to fuel your excitement, give you some stepping stones along the way. So you're not just swimming upstream the whole time. Um, you know, so, so that's what it's all about. So work as you see fit for you, um, come back to it. Uh, you know, this is going to be open. So if you're catching this for the first time today, and, uh, I, I would suggest going back and starting at the first one, it's up on the screen right now where you can find it bitly bit dot L Y slash BP underscore part one. And uh, that'll take you back to the very first video and you can, Start there and check it out. And then once you send in that email to uh, Aaron at MontcoConsulting.com, we'll give you the feedback. We've got some other pieces that we give you along the way. Um, and and it just it start, let's start the process. So just because you didn't go live with us on the first one two weeks ago, uh, or sorry, three weeks ago, I guess, on the 18th of August, then you can uh, you can go ahead and start there and build with us, okay? And then get part two, part three. But let's tune in for part three here and and uh, have some fun today. So, um, all right. So we're we're there. Um, we've been developing a business plan. You've already hopefully maybe taken some of the big steps. If you are one of the people that has uh, participated in the quote unquote homework assignment, you got a SWOT uh, analysis template from us early on. And maybe you started working on some of that stuff and, you know, you, you start out defining your why and, and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So you got that SWOT analysis. If you've done the first part, if you haven't, go ahead and do the first part and then jump in with us and, and you can start right here. But that SWOT analysis, which for those of you that didn't hear this part, SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we want to just think about those things. And once we've thought about those things, it actually gives you a huge head start into your marketing plan. So here, let's, let's talk about now here the three things that you want to really make sure that your marketing plan includes. All right, so I'm going to back up just a hair, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but if you're tuning in for the first time today, please do go back and start at part one here. This this link that you've got there, bit.ly uh, slash BP underscore part one, will get you to that, that place where you start with the first video in this series, part one. Um, and let's start that interaction piece. I've, I've so excited to have the interaction that we've already had, but we're looking for more. We, we want more. Jan, thank you for the thumbs up. Um, so it means we're back. We're live. I'm moving. I'm shaking. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's talk about marketing plans here. Um, like I said, if you did the first one, you got a SWOT analysis piece that you can get from, uh, from me after sending in your why. And uh, then you kind of take those steps and that SWOT analysis, which stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, actually gives you a huge head start on your marketing plan because that's a lot of it. It's kind of defining some things about the marketing section, which in today's world, marketing, you know, if you do marketing well, you can actually skip the selling part. So marketing is, is the opportunity to get yourself in front of new potential business and also uh, solidify your relationships with your current businesses by helping tell a story about who you are. So that's really what marketing is boiled down to. So let's talk about how do we do this marketing plan. And to me, there's three key pieces to it. So the first one is kind of defining your niche. We want to narrow down our tar target audience into a niche that you can thrive in. 
Um, so a, a great way to look at this, there's there's two kind of niche areas. A blue ocean niche is which some people talk about or a green ocean niche. Um, a green ocean niche, like I mentioned, will be an area where there are lots of competitors. You're trying to be the best of that group, but there, there's a lot going on there. Um, so you, your voice has to be louder than everybody else. But the best way to be is, is to find a blue ocean area. So a blue ocean would be a segment that's not served that kind of matches up with your passion and why. And you can dominate there because there's really not a direct competitor. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not some competitors out to the side a little bit, but you're in a nice clean area where, you know, your specific niche, you have the loudest voice because you're the only voice um, in, in that specific niche. So the, the niche then can be a, a jumping off point um, for you to kind of grow your business. But if you pick a blue ocean niche, you know, like I said, an area where it might be part of a larger segment, you know, it could be part of youth sports, but maybe it's, it's very specific to what you're passionate about. Maybe it's very specific to, um, you know, a, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe a, like in the Midwest here, lacrosse is not a very big deal here in the Midwest right now. But there are people that are passionate about lacrosse still in the Midwest, but they maybe are not being served by somebody doing uniforms or other swag for lacrosse. So maybe that's how you pick your blue ocean area is you find a market, a specific area of that market that's completely underserved. And then you can kind of start there and go from there. So um, to kind of wrap this all up, I, you know, I could kind of try to explain it further. But I was actually really fortunate to interview a guy named Brett Bowden with Printed Threads, and uh, he kind of just summed this up almost perfectly for me. So in just one second, we're going to play a clip here. But he's in the Fort Worth area, and, and he's really kind of uh, crushing it based on kind of really focusing in on his niche to start. So I'm going to ask my wife here to play this audio clip for you, and I'm going to stand here and smile and listen to him. The other is just like connecting with the people that you, maybe the people that you are most familiar with or have a lot in common with. So for me as a, as a musician, as a, as a touring musician, it was very easy for me to go start talking to a lot of other bands about making their merchandise. And so that's kind of where that niche marketing comes in. And so very early I knew what our niche was and was able to chase that. And what happens when you, you, are really focused in on your niche and you become an expert in that niche is a lot of other industries come after you. Um, I never have been a very athletic person. And although I do enjoy watching sports from time to time, it's certainly not one of my hobbies, not something that like I really search after, but so it was, it was pretty amazing when like, like the Dallas Mavericks called me and asked us to print shirts for them. But the reason they called us was, hey, we know you guys do a bunch of rock band merch and we're looking for something more in that theme. Is that something you could do for us? And it's like, it's just one of those rad epiphanies that I had. It was like, whoa, we're, you know, we're really good at that and people are recognizing in other worlds. And it just spreads and spreads and spreads, it feels like. It's passion is band and music and stuff like that. And and I've met Brett and he's a great guy. And But I definitely would not call him a very athletic guy. I mean, he he's... A, incredible musician actually but um you know his passion was the band thing but he was able to go out and get business from a national basketball association company 
because he was the best band guy. So like I said, going back to our lacrosse example, you can just focus in on lacrosse, be everything, talk lacrosse, be a part of it, the whole works. And guess what? Those other sports teams around that, you know, maybe the lacrosse team that you work with, their sisters playing a volleyball team. And now all of a sudden that volleyball team wants to have business to, to do business with you. So you're expanding that, but you started in that blue ocean area where you can be the loudest voice, where you can be the one that controls and dictates how things work and, and, and make them feel special and just really own the whole space. So that's the first part. Let's define that area. Let's get as specific as possible as we can about that area that we think that we can thrive in. Um, so that's number one. Number two, once we define that niche, we need to then clearly determine who those target customers in that blue ocean are. So if your blue ocean is so blue that there's no customers there, it's going to be a little tough. So you want to find a blue ocean area where there's also some customers swimming there. They might not necessarily be doing the same things that you're doing, but they're looking for your product. Um, so from this point, the target customer, we want to make this as specific as possible. You know, so what I like to do when I'm looking at these things is to go do some research and and build a, a customer profile. Some people call it a customer persona. And um, within this, this profile, I want to know what do they do? Where do they hang out? What kinds of things do they buy? What kinds of things do they need? You know, a, a lacrosse team is probably going to need some bags, but they probably don't need hair bows, you know. So understand what, what it is that they're looking for. How do they interact with you? You know, do they like interacting with you face to face? Do they like to come in and touch and feel? Or do they like going to a website and designing their own thing or and doing some of that stuff? You know, what, how do they how are they going to interact with you? And one thing that I've always done to, to me, and, and there's a lot of back and forth in the marketing world about what personas are good for and stuff like that. But to me, especially for small businesses, it helps to put, I don't know, a, a face to the name, so to speak. So I like to like pick out who my perfect ideal customer is and take that person, think about them, close your eyes, visualize who they are and name them. You know, put a, put a name. What what name sounds perfect for your customer? You know, it, so again, if it's lacrosse, it's probably a boy's name. But if it's cheer or volleyball, ladies volleyball, it's probably a girl's name. You know, those kinds of things. It doesn't have to match. Nobody's going to care. But, you know, if you take the name or if you have a great customer that you think is going to be the, the type of customer that you want, heck, you could use them. You know, call your persona, call your target market Tony because Tony's your favorite customer to do business with. So that's number two. And then number three in a marketing plan is once we've figured those things out, we need to set some goals. We need to, to set some goals for what our marketing plan is going to do for us. So before we start deciding, okay, I'm going to do social media, I'm going to do email marketing, I'm going to do trade shows, I'm going to do home shows, I'm going to go on site, I'm going to have radio ads, I'm going to you know, have a TV spot or I'm going to do Google AdWords, whatever those marketing pieces are, before we do that, we have to clearly define a goal. So, so that figuring out what we're going to do is the very last part of a marketing plan. And actually, honestly, if you do really well at these first three things, it's the easiest part because you've already kind of defined where you need to be. You know, we know what the, the niche is that we're going to go talk to. 
and we figured out who our target customers are so we understand um, where, where they are and where we need to be. So, you know, if those target customers are not on Twitter, then don't go buy Twitter. Uh, don't, don't spend money on Twitter ads. You know, if they're on Facebook, then you're going to spend money on Facebook ads. You know, it, so just that kind of helps you there. And then this last part, we set the goals. And this is something I've talked about a lot. In fact, I've got a, a video. In fact, we'll put it up on the, uh, on the video here for where you can go check this out at bit.ly slash smart am smart in, in uppercase and then am lowercase. Um, but we want a smart goal and what smart goal stands for. And I'm not going to go real deep into this. Cause like I said, you can go watch this video where I do go completely into it. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, trackable. So just a quick example, if I'm setting my goals for what I want my marketing to do for me, I don't want my goal to be, I want more customers. Okay. That, that's fine. If that's your goal, but we need to take that a step further. So instead your goal should be, I want 10 new customers, customers that I never dealt with before. And again, you set yours for yourself. I'm just giving you an example of, of what a smart goal would be compared to, I want more customers. So I want 10 new customers that buy full color dark shirts in quantities less than 12 in the next three months. So I've got a specific that I want 10 new. So that's specific, measurable, because I can count to 10, right? Uh, achievable, you can easily get 10 customers in three months. I, I know you can, so it's achievable. It's relevant. You provide full color black shirts. If you don't, if that's not what you're really good at, then don't make that your goal. So that's the, the relevant part. And then trackable in three months. So in three months from the time I start to the time I end, I can measure, did I get 10? And if I don't, that doesn't mean that you're a complete failure. What that means is you got to regroup and you got to figure out a better way. And so go back and understand the things that did work and didn't work and then set a new goal and go forward. So those are the three keys. Set those goals. Once we've done that, now the easy part is, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And, and then you've got your marketing plan and that fits perfectly nicely, neatly into your business plan. And, uh, you know, it's great. I, in fact, I have, and I will admit this fully, that I have gone into business ventures and doing different things where I skipped the business plan, probably a bad idea, but I had a marketing plan. So at least I had that to go with. And so I think this piece can be very important. You know, minimum have a marketing plan. I don't recommend not having the rest of the business plan, but if you have to just get this part right. Okay. All right. So we ready for the assignment. Any questions, anything, uh, that we need to address here before we get into the assignment. I, I don't know. I hate calling it an assignment because it makes us feel like it's not, not something good. I, I, how about, are you ready for the interaction, the post video interaction piece that I love and I hope you guys love too. Um, all right. So I think we're ready. Anything we're good. Okay. All right, guys. So here's the assignment uh, and you can pop it up there. Kylene. Thank you so much. Write out the ideal order for your business. I want a thousand piece order that makes me a bazillion dollars in profit. Okay, not quite that, all right? Um, what, what I want you to do here is I want you to get into as much detail as possible with this and write out what the best orders for your business are. So, you know, if you're, if you're want to do things that are 
high profit, small run stuff. You know, maybe you're a digital marketer, so uh, or, sorry, digital decorator. So therefore, you're you're better off with the short run stuff. Or maybe you're a screen printer and you do want the 500 to 1,000 piece orders and stuff like that. And that's okay. So well, what I want to do here is I want you to kind of really think about what the best order is for your business. Is it not, not to say that's the only order you're going to take, but if you can define what the best order for your business is, then that's what you're going to be going and talking about and sharing why customers want to send that kind of order to you. You know, I, here's, here's a great example of, of kind of the opposite of this. So I've been in, in, in screen printing shops that uh, they make all of their money, all their profit off of what my friend Terry Combs for screen printers calls the bread and butter orders, the one and two color logos, the Jim's towing service, you know, white letters on a green shirt kind of thing. Um, and that's where they make all of their money. That's, they do really well in that segment. And you walk into their showroom and their entire showroom is like full color, eight, eight, eight color index prints or, or six color simulated process prints on black shirts and all these show pieces. You know, these are things that we can do. And then you ask the owner, hey, do you like doing that? Does, do these kinds of jobs really kind of uh, get your profit to where you want it to be? And they're like, no, we love the one and two color stuff. Well, why is this up front? Why is this what you're showing off? Yes, it's great to show that, yes, we can do that. But if that's not what you do well, and that's not what you're most profitable at, then show the other things. People are going to be just as excited about a really nice, clean one color print, you know, like something like this. It, it's nice and clean. I've washed it a whole bunch of times and it looks great. It actually is vinyl and it's not all that heavy because they've done a nice job. This is uh, from a friend of mine, uh, Frame of Mind Inc. Uh, so you can check him out. It says, uh, under construction daily, me, I'm under construction daily, building, getting better every day. Um, so anyhow, so that's what we want to try to figure out. What, what is that ideal order for us? Um, and then talk about what that customer is. Maybe you already have that, that customer. Maybe the best orders are already there. So it's going to be really easy to define this for you. But if not, you know, you, you want to talk about, do you want thinner margins and because you got to make something that's going to be realistic. So again, you can't say I want a million piece order where I'm making 75% profit on each one. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that people are coming to you with uh, 10,000 piece orders are probably expecting to uh, not be paying quite as much as somebody coming to you with a six piece order. So um, Jan says, I completely agree with showing what you really do well. And and Jana, that's thank you for agreeing with me. And it brings up one other thought, and I think I maybe covered this a little bit, but I just really want to make hit this home is um, what you do well means what your business is going to benefit from the most. So maybe you are good at this, but maybe you can't. You know, here's here's a here's another example. Um, so I was involved with the sales of a toner transfer system for a while. And, you know, the toner transfer systems can be great. And we'd go to a trade show and, and the paper people would be showing off this, this print that they did. There was this really amazing, a whole bunch of different, you know, had a, a flock layer and then some foil in there. And, um, you know, and that's what they're showing. Well, great. Yes, the system can do that. But could anybody actually make a single dime doing that? No, because it took them eight presses at two minutes a piece and they ruined three shirts to get to that one good one, you'd have to charge $100 for that shirt that somebody's probably only willing to pay $20 for. 
<laughs> so again, define what you're going to do well and what's going to be the best for your business. So again, I, I got off the uh, the deep end. Um, Jan, thanks for uh, agreeing and, and bringing that to me. But uh, these are the things that we want to really make sure that we're specific about. So talk about things like, do you want them to provide art? Do you want it to be a specific kind of cause or industry type? Or do you want to just sell your own designs? You know, like, like what I've got on here, this is a design that they came that I picked off of their website. Do you want to have the face-to-face -face interaction with them, delivering their shirts, getting involved? So I apologize for the technical difficulties. We'll, we'll get this figured out for next week. But uh, not sure what's happening here. But uh, again, we've got some storms rolling into the area. So maybe we're having some Wi-Fi difficulties today. Um, all right, so I, I went way off the deep end on writing out your ideal order, but that is the uh, interaction piece, the post-interaction. So send that over to Aaron at Montco Consulting. And you guys can jump in wherever you want. You know, you can kind of go back to the first one. Just just jump in wherever you want. What I really want, what we, we really want, we want to have that interaction with you. Like I said, we get excited about this. Hopefully you're getting excited about this. And we just want to have a community where we talk about bettering our businesses. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. You, it doesn't matter how you're doing this, um, what your thoughts are. We all are going to do this together. And I want to just build a really fun community where we can talk about these things. So one last time, write out your ideal order for your business. Send it to Aaron at MontcoConsulting.com. And uh, we will get back with you, my wife, Kylene, and I. Uh, last thing before I close out, unless there's any other questions, comments, or, or interactions that we can have here, the last thing I want you to do is head over to AaronMontgomery.info slash get connected. Make sure you're signed up for my monthly newsletter. I uh, took a couple months off there, and I apologize for that, but we're back to it. In fact, uh, we'll be shooting something out here within, I don't know if it'll be before next week's or not, but it's in the works. It's close. So, um, again, I just share information that that I've seen, some blogs that I've read, some information. We kind of recap some of the videos that we've done here, and I, I talk about a couple of other things that I think can be useful for you and your business, and it helps me with mine too. So, win-win, right, everybody? Okay. Thank you guys so much. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Be safe, and uh, check us next Saturday where we get to part four. Not going to give it away yet, so you gotta got to want it. All right, we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.